Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. It is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast, uh, Sunday, March 28th, as we record this. Junior's here, uh, senior's here. Ben is not here, even though he's supposed to be. I told him 8.30 his time, but apparently, you know, whatever. Stupid Canadians. <laughs> right as I say that, the admit button for Ben comes up, so he is here now. <laughs> or he will be in a second. I'm going to make him wait a minute. Uh, and live from... Uh, I guess technically it's Hollywood Beach, Florida. Yeah. Uh, Jerry is uh, coming to us from a different spot uh, tonight. And we'll let Ben in. Uh, well, I was, kind of, I was kind of waiting for once I could kind of take a couple shots at him back cold weather again or something, you know? Yeah, he's, I can see yeah. it uh, connecting to audio. Yep, he just clicked on here. So that's officially nine minutes that his paycheck's going to get docked. Right. Yeah. Ben, you there? Ben? Yeah. Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm, I'm well. I didn't, I just got the link. Yeah, I sent it, I sent it to you. Yeah, I like, well, I sent it to all three of you at once. So clearly, well, yeah, I've, been, I've been waiting on the link and then it just popped up. I'm like, oh shit, we're going to be running late. Seriously, there was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's some sort of customs well, issue you, crossing the border. I don't know. Yeah, you got to allow for the border crossing. Right, takes longer to get up to Canada. You know that. Oh, for yeah. God's yes, because we're so far <laughs> away from the internet. Yeah. It doesn't reach yeah. as far as the world yet. Have you tried well, unplugging it and plugging it back in again? The, the internet? Yeah, just unplug yeah, the whole thing and then plug it back in. Reset that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. You do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we kind of started without you, but we're, we're, we're just kicking into the first topic here, which was just kind of a, hey, you know, we've been gone a while. What have you guys been smoking? Uh, the one I wanted to talk about real quick, Senior actually gave me um, a few weeks ago. It's actually a cheap cigar. It's a mostly online-based cigar, but it's the Five Vegas Nicaragua. Ben, I told you about this one the other night. Yes, you did. Uh, oh, now he's going to steal my thunder. Uh, well, see, if you had put it, if you had put it on the agenda that you wanted to talk about it, I would have picked something else. But since you didn't put it on there, it's fair game. He makes a good point, uh, Mister. Okay. Mister, I can't get my topics on time over there. <laughs> Hey, I'm not the only one. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I mean, the only one who behaved this time was Jerry, so he gets 500 points. Uh, well, what, the, what kind of point system is this? Then again, remember, I'm retired. I got more time, so you know. true, true. It's, and he even has pants on tonight. Yes, yeah, actually, I do the shorts because it's 82 down here. But oh, it know. sounds wonderful. Yeah, does it ever become 82 in in Canada? Does it get warm? Only, only when I Google image search a picture of 82 degree weather. That's the only time. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe once a year, one day a year. Uh, one day, yeah, yeah, something like that. One day a year, and unfortunately, this year due to COVID, it's been canceled. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you have like to one warm day. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll try again in 2022. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, we've been enjoying the weather down here quite a bit, and visit. Several cigar lounges down there, so we've had a good time. Big good trip. Yeah, that was. Uh, I'll come back to it in a second, but the, the, real quick, the Five Vegas Nicaragua. 
you may be asking, what are you talking about an online cigar for? What makes what makes this special? What makes this one special is that it's blended by AJ Fernandez, who God knows has his finger in every facet of the industry at this point. But it's a Nicaraguan binder and filler, and it's got an Ecuador <clears throat> Ecuador Habano wrapper. Uh, I put it staunchly in the medium category. Really tasty, a little bit leathery. But when you look at the price on this thing and you can price research it for yourself on Cigars International or Cigar Bid, either one, for the price you're going to pay for it, it, it's pretty damn good. So be sure to check that one out. Um, what I was going to say about Florida real quick, though, is you, you get the impression from watching the news and listening to people that Florida is like the COVID Wild West, but it's really not. Uh, having been down there last month, people are very respectful, wearing their mask. Um, only, I think only one per. I think Jerry said only one person had called them a communist from wearing a mask. So it's actually not nearly the the wild west uh, place that you think it is. So take a vacation; you deserve it. Yeah. Well, actually, without getting into it too much, the, where the wild west was been down South Beach, you could follow in the news. Oh no! Yeah, I have seen that. the uh, uh, The spring breakers are a little out of control, from what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, it's not all college hijinks. Trust me. We were down there a week ago. I think we were the last two uh, actual tourists to leave town. So. <laughs> it's not pleasant down there. But that's another story. Okay, move my along, start. But speaking of your your time in Miami, you've had a lot of time to smoke. So have you have you come across anything that you're just like, ooh, that's good. You know, not really. Um, I have tried a couple different things. Nothing really jumps to mind right now. Um, I've been kind of primarily going to, there's three three cigar lounges that are fairly close to us. We've been going there. Uh, but no, I hate to say, I'm, I'm disappointed myself to say it, but I haven't had anything that really knocked me out that was really new. Hello. All right, Senior, what about you? Other than the well, fact that I stole the one, that, you one that I was going to talk about, I'll uh, I'll talk about one I've kind of rediscovered. It's not a new, but it's the EP Carrillo uh, Connecticut Reserve. Uh, I picked up a five pack of those, and one of those in a cup of coffee early this morning was outstanding. Uh, would definitely recommend those if you happen to run across them. EPC's always been a good cigar brand, but I'll tell you what, the last few years, they've made a tremendous leap. Well, actually, EPC's got the number one cigar in Fish and Idol this year. Is that right? I know AJ did in 19. I know who did in 20. Okay. One moment, I Googling. think it was EPC, I think. So, yep. anyway, yeah. I wouldn't surprise yeah, me at all. Encore, excellent cigar. Yeah, I've had several of those uh, lately, and they've been really good. Yeah, this one is actually, I think, the New Wave Connecticut Reserve. Uh, yeah. But uh, excellent cigar, especially, like I said, early morning with a cup of coffee. How about you guys? Anything you do? Well, I found a couple of, uh, I had enjoyed a couple of cigars in my local lounge called the Calabash um, this past Friday. And there were two that I tried distinctly because I've done, I've only read about them, but I haven't tried them in person. 
So the first one I tried, um, you may have heard of this one. It's called the, it's La Flor Dominicana, right? The Coronado by La Flor, double Corona size, which um, it had high ratings in Cigar Aficionado. It made like, I think 91 points uh, in last year, February of 2020. It's more of a, it's a Dominican uh, binder and filler, Churchill size, Nicaraguan wrapper made in the Dominican Republic. So I've read about this and I've seen videos on it and I wanted to really try it. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, the flavor was good, but the burn rate, like the actual construction of the cigar was actually kind of disappointing. It didn't, I had to relight it several times and it had kind of a little bit of a crooked burn at several points. I was kind of surprised by that because it's not a cheap cigar, but, um, and like I said, the flavors were there, but the construction just wasn't on par, which is, wasn't what I was expecting. However, moving on, I did try a second cigar, which did kind of surprised me. You may have heard it's the last call by AJ Fernandez. Sure. Um, the Habano. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? AJ Fernandez has, he only, he does fantastic work. So um, the one I tried was the Habano. Uh, it's called the Genialis and it's a four and a half by 48 stick, which has an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Rosado, uh, Nicaraguan binder and Nicaraguan filler. And it's made in the in Nicaragua. It is at least medium full, if not full, um, in flavor and in body. But it was smooth. It was very rich in flavor. It's had like a lot of earth tones and leather, um, kind of like barn wood, that kind of, that, that pungent smell that, would, that it would have. But it was well balanced. The burn and construction were excellent. And it averages anywhere between like 5 to $6 a stick. Um, so it's not expensive either. I think my shop was selling it for around eight or nine because it's the, it's the retail shop. Um, but even at $9 to stick, honestly, for the value I got out of it, I got plenty of smoke and the flavors were delicious from beginning to end. So if you ever get a chance to try the last call Habano Genialis size is the one that I tried. I think you might be surprised by it. Yeah, I'll definitely have to try that. And to circle back, I hate to use that phrase, Circle back, uh, Jerry was right. Number one scar of the year is the E.P. Carrillo Pledge prequel. Uh, so that was number one scar of the year. And to kind of give you the top three to let you know the company it's in, number two is the Fuente Fuente Opus X Double Robusto. And number three is the Padron 64 Anniversary. So if it's, wow. if it's edging number one over those two, it's got to be pretty damn good. That's pretty damn impressive. Good. The uh, just a quick overview while I've got it in front of me. The, the pledge prequel is a five by 50, filler is Nicaraguan, binder is Ecuadorian, and the wrapper is a Connecticut Habana. So, uh, Connecticut at the top of the list. I think it's interesting how that Ernesto is he's, he's one of those guys where it's like AJ Fernandez, Nestor Placencia. Um, he's in that where he's kind of in a little bit of everything. Like if you go and look at different profiles and different cigars, he at least has had some, you know, to some degree, he's kind of involved either in the production of the cigars or the development or the blending. He's just kind of that giant of a, of a, of a blender and a maker where, you know, oh yeah, he, this person developed the cigar, but uh, it's in, it's rolled in E.P. Carrillo's factories or A.J. Fernandez factories or whatever. They just sort of, they're in the background, but they sort of like just have their hand in everything. And he's just that, that type of magnitude in the industry that he's led the, the tobacco industry for so long um, that, you know, he's, he's basically almost like a consultant for other brands as well, just because he's been doing it for so long. And he's had so much success with it. 
Yeah, another think- thing too is the fact that he was working with uh, Jose Blanco there for a couple of years, who uh, you know I'm sure he brought a lot to the table too. I, I, I completely agree. EPC turned out some fabulous stuff right now. I, the Encore again was that the number one cigar for 2019, 18? What? It was 18. 18. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. cigar. One of the aging rooms was the uh, 19. Right. Yeah, the AJ. Yeah, okay, yeah, gotcha. Nicaragua also, Maestro. That, yeah, that was the, uh, the one for nice. Yeah. Nicaragua Maestro, yeah. I think a lot of, especially newer smokers, may not realize how tightly knit the cigar industry is because you have guys like E.P. Carrillo. Carrillo. Um, you have guys like A.J. Fernandez who are not only making good cigars on their own, but they are rolling a lot of the very good cigars that are coming out for other companies. Right. So they, they brand it themselves, like it's under their label, but it's rolled and and you know produced by like AJ Fernando or Nesta Blinson. Yeah, it's, so it's made for exactly. so many different brands, even yeah. though it's not their own, which is just incredible. It's like, oh, people think that I don't want this brand, but like half the brands they're smoking are in one of two different factories. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. I think people people think the industry is so much larger than what it really is. I mean, it's big, but like the, the people that are growing the tobacco and actually rolling these cigars, that, that group of people seems fairly small overall i guess the one exception being perdomo like he as jerry has pointed out he's got it all from from seed to, yeah. to cellophane he's, he's completely vertically integrated he's got it does everything right there on site with exception of the bands which is kind of incredible when you think about it that's a lot of quality control that's a lot of like liability and hassle and i'll it makes you wonder, like, because a lot of companies may not do that much vertical integration. They may offset and have another company, you know, to do it for cheaper. But he's like, I guess he doesn't yeah. care if it's cheaper. He wants it done a particular way. Yeah, he's very picky about how the cigars are done. So, right. so I'm going to flip the agenda a little bit here. Uh, we're going to twist and talk about the new Hoya de Nicaragua Cuatro Cinco Edición Americana. Now, this one is going to be a TAA exclusive, uh, Tobacconist Association of America, TAA. But the, the reason I wanted to bring this one up is the original Cuatro Cinco, which would have come out, oh gosh, 2011, 2013, somewhere in that range. I don't remember. I'd have to go look it up. But that, that first Cuatro Cinco that they released was out of this world. I mean, if it, I, I very rarely say something as close to my perfect cigar but that one was pretty damn close um jerry's blue label probably being the only other one i would put in that same category but that original quattro cinco was just out of this world then they came out with the quattro cinco reserva special which changed the blend because there was a very particular leaf in the original quattro cinco that just wasn't that easy to get so the reserve of special quite frankly didn't live up so now they're spinning off this brand again so i'm hoping for potentially a return to form uh, closer to the original uh these will be in 10 count boxes uh bellicoso uh, 6x54 <laughs> nicaraguan criollo wrapper and they just say select grade a fillers they are going to be <clears throat> excuse me aged for a minimum of a year in vintage white oak barrels used in a world-renowned rum distillery but they do not mention which one so just curious thought of something coming out it will be a little harder to get because you're going to have to go to a store to get it a taa exclusive store so 
yeah. just just something to think about when you're browsing uh, some locations out there. Yeah. I have a question. You, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I did, when you get a minute, I do have a question about this cigar. Well, I was just going to tell Mark that he was correct, that it was 2013 when the original Cuatro Cinco came out. Yeah, we wound up with, or you wound up with like 10 boxes of them, and I just smoked them at will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sounds about right. I think we smoked the last two that we had, what, a uh, few months ago? Yeah, it was sometime in 2020. I don't remember exactly yeah. when, but uh, yeah, we did finally run out of those after eight years. Excuse me, but I'm a, who made that cigar? Who was the maker? I know it was made Hoya. Hoya de Nicaragua. Oh, okay, good. All right. I'm yeah, the whole Cuatro Cinco line is theirs. It was originally meant to commemorate their 45th anniversary uh, in the business. Okay. I don't think I ran across that one, but my gosh, there's so many cigars up to these days. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Well, they also made the number six cigar of last year, the Numero Uno, an ambassador, which is a, a, like a panitella size. So Hoya's been doing some pretty good work to make them in the top 10. Yeah. I, since you brought that Numero Uno up, uh, what's the story behind that one? I have heard some things about that. That so, it was made. Go ahead. No, so it's it's supposed to be a lighter profile. So even though it's it's kind of Ecuador wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler. Yeah. But it's profile. So like the Hoya Nicaragua or the, the Hoya line predominantly is like medium full full bodied cigars. Yeah. Um, Hoya red, Hoya black. They tend to be kind of like what Camacho was doing with like the Criollo, the Corojo, and it's supposed to be just this powerhouse in your face mm -hmm. profile. So that's what Hoya was trying to do. This particular one. Uh, L'Ambassador is more elegant. It uses a pigtail cap. It's a six by, it's about almost seven by 44. So it's like a Lancero size. And it's supposed to be even balanced more on the milder. So full flavored, but not full body, not a lot of pepper, uh, more vanilla, almond, cinnamon, that kind of profile. So it just, yep. it, it was unique in that, you know, you go to something that's more full body predominantly. And then it's okay, we're going we're gonna to try the mild side and Apparently, it's been very successful just because it's more elegant and easier on the palate, but it's still delicious. Yeah, the cigar aficionado quote is It's difficult to make a mild smoke that's actually interesting and flavorful. Hoya has accomplished this blending feat with the numero uno, a light cigar of both character and understatement. This end quote. Yeah, okay. I wanted to ask a question uh, to you. Mark, where this it's the question Edition Americana TA exclusive, and the, towards the end, it says the cigars are aged for a minimum of one year with vintage white oak barrels used in world-renowned rum distillery. Does this, when you're, when you're aging tobacco in these barrels, <laughs> and it's not the only ones that do that, when they do that, where do you cross the threshold between infused cigar tobacco and just aged cigar tobacco? Because, I mean, the flavor of the rum, I, I assume, will naturally sort of infuse the tobacco but it's not we don't call it an infused cigar like a rum base like the you know the the, the one that drew estate does easily deal sold you know those are infused cigars acid so, why well, is this not that jerry jerry knows a little bit more about this than i do but infused is a is a cute term for what they're really doing and senior you may be headed the same way i'm thinking yeah. here yeah right. some, in, yeah some cases it yeah, some are, are so infused where it's literally injected to the cigars. And then there's some of them, we won't go into names, but actually they're more sprayed, more or less sprayed. 
And that's one of the reasons why you get a really strong scent off a lot of those flavored cigars because the flavoring is not in the cigar, it's already outside the cigar. But I, I think the only difference is you're, you're just packing them in dry barrel, I guess, in the fellas. Yeah, what they're it's doing really is basically taking, the they're, they're taking the barrels uh, from the rum distillery or bourbon, I mean, Camacho yeah. and diesel and some others, you know, uh, they're using bourbon barrels. Uh, diesel does one with a sherry cask as well right. as uh, which is a good cigar. Camacho does a rum and oh yeah, both are excellent cigars. Yeah. So what happens? They take the barrel after the uh, alcohol has been dumped out of it. They clean and dry the barrel, then put the tobacco in, reseal the barrel, and um, because there's they have to use a different method. They have to actually take one of the ends off the barrel to, uh, you know, to get the tobacco in there. Whereas with the alcohol, they use just the, what's called a bung hole, because uh, it's just a round hole in the side of the barrel where they can put in the alcohol or take the alcohol out, dump it out, stuff like that. So basically yeah. it's clean, dried, and then restored. Yeah, Ben, I think it'll be almost the same result if you if you would happen to put some of your juice scars in with your regular scars and how that, that flavor kind of gets transported. So you know it's I mean? kind of like potentially in a very much more mild way, picking up more passively the flavors than actively. Yeah. So it's like well, being near that flavor rather than being drenched or doused in the flavor. Right. Yeah. Well, part of what happens there is the same with the the alcohol. And the reason, you know, when alcohol goes into a barrel, it's clear liquid. Okay. And the inside of the barrel is charred or it's toasted and charred. And then <laughs> as heat, the barrel expands and then cold, it contracts. It pulls part of that liquid into the, the wood, the stays of the, the barrel. And then as in cold weather, it pushes it back out and it going in and out of the wood is what colors it to give it its uh, like the you know, caramel color. Yeah. That's why if you look at scotch, it's typically not near as dark as say a bourbon is. And that's simply because of the climates in Scotland are, they don't have the real extreme heat like we have here. So it so doesn't move doesn't in expand. and out of as much. It doesn't move in and out of the wood as much or as often as it does, say, in the U.S. And there's parts of the U.S., you know, something stored in, and I know I'm kind of getting this off track a little bit, but something stored, say, in a Texas distillery okay. with their hot and cold climates consistently, you know, hot days, cold nights, the the barrel is working constantly moving the the whiskey in and out of the wood where say maybe up north somewhere where it's colder it's not moving in and out of the wood as much so it may be a lighter uh one that's been aged four years both places one of them will be considerably lighter in color than the other but I back see. to the back to your tobacco portion of it is the same thing you know some of those aromas and stuff are going to be transferred back and forth through the wood while it's aging the tobacco, which has the bigger influence on it. So the humidity, they're just looking to get whatever remaining residual flavors from their own. They're not looking to 
actually like infused it, like rum infused or bourbon right. infused tobacco. It's not right. No. Application. No. no, they're just simply aging it in something, and the aromas are uh, working around the tobacco. One nice part about that process is too, and I know you guys like the diesel uh, was whiskey cask or cherry cask. Cherry cask. Whiskey run. Whiskey. The flavors in there are very subtle. There's nothing overpowering about it like you would have with a, an infused or a sprayed cigar. It just really adds oh, no. a little yeah. enhancement. It's very nice. Yeah, it's nothing like uh, picking up uh, acid cigar and the flavor you get before you even light it. With these, you know, you just get a real light hint of the aroma of the rum right. or sherry or bourbon. Yeah. I see. There's okay. there's several people doing that right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, Laura yeah, Roman's got that, one. Sure. Rocky's got one. Then uh, Camacho's got two. Diesel's well, got two. I, I guess it also makes sense when you're using these wood barrels. You're trying to get as much use out of them as, as possible. There's no point in wasting them. And, and if for nothing else, when it's in wood, the hygroscopic nature, just the transference of humidity is more slow it slows it down and more natural to do than sticking it in, let's say a steel or an aluminum barrel you know um well, you want to try to keep as much nature as possible is what it sounds like and so i mean it, i guess it can only help it can't hurt well and so much of the time people enjoy uh you know a cigar with a dram of uh, scotch or bourbon or whatever their their choice may be it helps marry it together yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, and then, Mark, is this cigar, the TAA, uh, I mean, it says exclusively for TAA, but is this blend only for this event or is like this these particular cigars are rolled for this event? So these TAA exclusives are typically exclusive to TAA retailers. So they usually keep the blends going for a pretty good while, but you can only get them at certain stores. Like, for instance, right. Burns in Chattanooga was a TAA location. Yeah. Oh, I see. So it's made for that type, kind of like a La Casa de Habana. Like it's made for that type of retailer. Yeah. So it's it's sort of a neat exclusive for for those stores who join their organization to say, hey, you can you like this? You can only get this here or you know, the next store that has it is 50 miles away or whatever the case may be. So. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. That sounds good. Let's try it if I can find it. Uh, I hope to get my hands on some of them. I know the the original was limited to what, 1,500 boxes, was it? Yeah, I'd have to go research it to make sure, but I, that sounds I, about right. I think that was the number. All right, so that was that that spiraled into something I wasn't expecting, but it, it worked out anyway. Uh, ben, what did you bring us to talk about tonight? Well, actually, I have two two topics. One of them is more just. I'm sorry, uh, that's, that's that's against the rules. I said one. Oh, uh, Ben's <laughs> an overachiever. Oh, all right. Well, let's... He's, he's making up for being nine minutes late. Oh, one, okay, I, I see one of them is real. Well, you know what they say: better never than late. So. There are, there's, there's two so I'm going to go over the, the, the more controversial one. I, I, I did. I did. It's better to never arrive than to be late, I think. 
I'm still, um, to, I'm still willing to go to the children should be seen, but not heard. I'm going to read to you. <laughs> so I'm going to talk. I want to, I want to get your opinion on this particular story. It's, it's, it's a short uh, clip from a news clip that happened in Dyer County, which is outside of Memphis and uh, Tennessee. It's in Dyersburg, Tennessee. Um, a Dyersburg store owner is charged with aggravated robbery of a suspected thief. According to Dyersburg police, a man flagged down an officer on Cedar Street around 9 p.m. on Tuesday. Police said the man, identified as 20-year-old Siren Young Jr., claimed that he had just stolen a pack of cigars from the H&S market at 304 South Main. Young told the officer that after he stole the cigars, the store owner and a 17-year-old chased him in a vehicle. The store owner was identified as 25-year-old O.D. Suleiman. Young told police Suleiman had a gun. When he caught up with Young, Suleiman took the stolen pack of cigars along with Young's cell phone and debit card. Suleiman said Young's mother could come to the store if he wanted his cell phone and debit card returned. Then Suleiman and the juvenile left. Investigating officers determined Suleiman and the juvenile committed aggravated robbery of the theft victim and both were charged. Suleiman was jailed pending Dyersburg City Court action and the juvenile was ordered to be held in detention by the Dyer County Juvenile Court. Um, police said the property stolen from the store and Young's property, in addition to a nine millimeter handgun was recovered. Young was issued a misdemeanor citation for theft and released. So what do you think, what are your opinions based on this story? Was Young correct to go after the cigar thief with a gun and risk his business and his life at the same time? Or should he have left well enough alone? Uh, he should have left well enough alone because you're not a cop. Right. I, understand it's, I understand it's your store and I understand you just got robbed, but you're not a cop. And if even if he legally could carry the, the firearm, yeah, you're you can't pursue somebody. You can't pursue them because you're not a cop. Right. Okay, that's a fair point. Um, Mark, what do you think? I, I get, I get where seniors coming from, from from a legal perspective. It's it's a little bit odd to end up getting arrested for robbing the guy that robbed you, but. <laughs> uh, it is kind are, of a funny sense a funny thing. but yeah i mean really and truly i'm sure the guy would have had insurance well i mean really what did he steal what a pack of cigars five pack of cigars yeah, um, i mean yeah. and we're, we're talking a convenience store so what tampa nuggets yeah i mean you're talking black and mild five to seven dollars worth of products yeah i mean yeah. is that worth risking your life over I wouldn't go into full, you know, um, vigilante mode yeah, over a $5 right. pack of cigarettes. And you have to get in the car and you have to chase the guy. And I'm guessing the guy brought his son with him or whoever, with a coworker, to go after this guy to get the cigars back. And I'm like, you're kind of dealing out a $50 punishment for a literally a $5 crime. Yeah. I mean, it sucks he took it, but like, it's not even worth the gas to chase him down by the cops like it's whatever it's it happens just if you ever see him again kick him out but 
I think this was a little extreme, but it was just kind of ironic when I read the when I read it the first time to see, oh, a guy who stole from a store is claiming he was stolen from. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. But after I read it again, I kind of agree with what Senior said. Ben, well, are, you, I mean, are you thinking about robbing convenience stores? Is that why you brought this up? <laughs> I just wanted to hear what you guys would thought and if you thought of any legal ramifications before something like this ever happened, you know, somewhere else, maybe near where I live. <laughs> just, you know, just, just in case. You just want to kind Lord, of cover your bases. what you thought. Saying, you know. This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast.